Hello and welcome to a bonus edition of the Pod Bible podcast. Now, regular listeners, you will know that the Pod Bible podcast comes out every two weeks. Uh, but sometimes we sneak out a little bonus episode in the off week when we've just got podcasts that we just have to talk about, right? So, I mean, sometimes it's podcasts that have advertised in, in the magazine. Uh, sometimes it's just other podcasts who we've spoken to and we're just keen to get an episode out quickly uh, so you can find out all about them. But it's always good podcasts, different podcasts and podcasts that we would like to tell you all about and encourage you to listen to. So before I say the word podcasts again, let's get into it. We are going to kick things off today with Kerry, who is the host of Your Floating Bed. All right, I'm joined today by Kerry from Your Floating Bed. Hello, Kerry. How are you? Hello. Hi, I'm good. Thank you. It's a pleasure to have you on. I'm intrigued about your podcast. Um, it sounds very relevant to some issues that I have had with my child uh, over the years. Oh. <laughs> Could you tell all of our listeners what your podcast is, what it's about and how it came about, please? Your Floating Bed is a collection of sleep journeys, a, <laughs> a term we've sort of made up for using very simple guided meditation to introduce my children to mindful exercises, all in the hope of getting them calm and settled for bedtime. And they came about during first lockdown. I mean, we all know, we all went through it together. It's been so unsettling and disruptive in so many different ways and we've all been affected by it and I kind of saw that in my children I saw that where our routine had gone absolutely bananas it, like sleep was all over the place and obviously as we all know that's so detrimental to our mental health when our sleep is all over the place and yeah. so their routine went out the window, their bedtime routine went out the window. And I was finding with particularly my daughter, who is um, seven, it was really hard for her to settle sometimes at, at bedtime. And so because I am someone that uses meditation and a lot of mindful activities in my own life and all those things that you sort of go, I need to get the reins on this. And mm. um, particularly I want... As a parent, you're always like, I want my kids to be better than me. So I don't want them to have these sort of hassles in their life. And so I want to offer them sort of an introduction into mindfulness so that they can kind of get to grips with how to settle themselves, how to find calm, how to, you know, have the tools to overcome some some sort, you know, when we have these troubling times. And so we started to play around with doing that. And it was only ever um, little bedtime stories that I was creating for them. And I only ever intended it to be for them. But I started to hear from friends, uh, from the parents of their classmates, how many people, how many children were struggling with sleep. And so I had the idea of starting to share them. And because I am a bit of a podcast hound, I started to share them by using a podcast, creating a podcast, your floating bed, which I have to say is so out of character because I've never done that before. And so it's been a bit of a crash course in putting it together and I'm doing it all on my own. But what an amazing adventure I've been having because we are now building this wonderful community of listeners 
mind-blowingly all over the world. Honestly, just been the most amazing thing for this mum in southeast London to suddenly start receiving messages from people in New Zealand, Canada, the States, telling me that they have been benefiting from listening. It is more than I could have ever hoped for. But what's the actual format of the pod? So is it sort of sort of stories as such that that you're reading out and then you have what music or soundscapes in the background? Yeah. Or ha- yeah, is that basically yeah, so how it exactly works? that. So each journey is to mm. a different destination. So initially that obviously being um, my daughter Autumn or my son Lorcan would choose. And I would be sort of either um, cuddled up with them in bed or usually I'm sort of stuck on the floor while they're in bed and I would be making it up on the spot. As we've obviously now created your floating bed, what's been so wonderful is that I, I just invite listeners to get in touch and give me a destination. So now every episode is me using listeners' destination requests, which has been so wonderful, and to a whole variety of places, some of them like the most beautiful ideas such as going to a meadow, which is like, what a brilliant idea. I would never have even actually thought of that. But as soon as I got that request, I was like, God, that's such a calming place. Of course you want to go there. Mm. And then we've had some really awesome ideas, like um, a mum got in touch on behalf of her daughter saying she wanted to go to a bowl of soup. And she was like, is that too bizarre? I'm really, you know, (laughs) sort of apologising. And I was like, no. (laughs) bring it on Anything I love goes. it the more yeah. bizarre yeah so I can't wait to get cracking on that one so watch out for that one um but then also we've had some that have yes have been a little bit more challenging for me mm. such as a lovely little girl who asked to go to the stone age I kind of was like hey I don't really know that much about the stone age and what I do know is all about sort of mm. <laughs> saber-toothed tigers and woolly mammoths and sort of yeah <laughs> that fight Not or flight particularly... type thing it's not calming subjects. in the slightest. <laughs> exactly. So ones like that do take me a bit more time to sort of do my research and sort of think in the most creative way, how can I make this into something that is going to be relaxing and yeah. beneficial in that way? Yep. Yeah, so we, we have a different destination and we just use very simple guided meditation to get there and we use some really simple mindful activities it's just an, i find this is a really nice introduction to mindfulness for kids but also it's sort of teaching them exercises that they can then take forward so by doing simple body scans to relax the body by um, learning breathing exercises which is so key whenever we're feeling stressed whenever we're feeling anxious so key such a brilliant thing for children to learn So mostly we do balloon breaths because we sort of imagine by doing balloon breaths that that is what starts to get our bed floating. And then we go off on our guided meditation to um, our destination. Yeah. yeah, And and lots of um, trying to (laughs) use lots of lovely music because I just whenever I'm meditating, I love having any kind of beautiful sort of whether it be Deuter or this music I use is Kevin McLeod, who is obviously a musical genius. that really I think enhances the sleep journeys I love it I love the idea of giving children the tools and techniques that so many adults over the last year but over the last sort of five ten years have realized are just pretty simple things to to get to grips with but can help so much and there's a lot of um, popular sleep podcasts out there now for for adults 
And yeah. so I love the idea of having these sort of targeted at children. This is like the perfect time for this kind of thing, but everybody should be aware of this. And like you say, well, it, mindfulness and meditation for some, a lot of the time people would react and go, oh no, that's not for me. That's all a bit totally. you know, hippie stuff, isn't it? Right. Or, yeah, yeah. But actually oh, it's yeah. just basic, simple stuff that will help it really you feel is simple, more isn't it? chilled it and really relaxed is. and sleep better. Yeah. And yeah. Feel less stress. And uh, I think, I think this is a, a great idea to try and get it uh, into, into children early. Yeah. Uh, and there's so, so much yeah. out there. There's really so much out there, particularly over this crazy year. What's been mm. wonderful is there's, more and more available so i would recommend to people go and experiment and try different things that are available like um you know there's people like fern cotton who obviously has a ginormous platform um on instagram she's been introducing so many um different practitioners in say like breath work like the breathing tree or aisha mckenzie or i did um a really awesome meditation with uh, um the dj rob the bank like there's really amazing people doing fantastic work what you might try and go oh that didn't really work for me i'm not really into mindfulness go try something else. There will always be something that works for you. Yeah. Or whether it's just like a yoga practice, if you need something more active, you don't feel comfortable just sitting down and and (laughs) being in your thoughts. There is so much available. Mm. And like you quite rightly say, it's so simple. But yet so many of us, because I'm included, don't make time for it. And yet it's so important and so effective and such valuable tools to have with us. But um, yeah. Amazing. Okay, cool. Well, I've, got a five-year-old and uh, i'm gonna oh, download right. an episode and at bedtime tonight i'm going to let her have a listen to it so uh yeah you may be awesome. about to change my life i might yes, try and put it i, I really might try and put so. it to bed about five o'clock and see how that goes oh there you go <laughs> anyway <laughs> thank you ambitious <laughs> thank you kerry for coming on and talking about your thank floating you. bed and i'm sure there'll be thank loads you. of parents listening who are going to go and check it out now Thank you, Kerry. All right, let's get straight into our next guest today. And it is Stu Whiffin. He's not the guest, let's face it. I mean, he has been a guest kind of, well, not really. He's talked about his podcast a number of times, his many podcasts. Uh, Stu Whiffin is, of course, one of the co-founders of Pod Bible Magazine uh, and uh, a great podcaster himself. But what I'm trying to say is that he is uh, recording this next chat and it's with Jay from 28 Summers. Okay, Jay, tell me all about your podcast, please. Well, sure, no problem. Well, uh, probably to tell you about the podcast, to tell you a little bit about my background. So I got I got my start in life as a, a personal trainer two decades ago, working for free, sleeping on a friend's uh, sofa because I couldn't afford rent in London and uh, ended up getting a job in the fitness industry and, and spending two decades working my way up that industry. And by the time I was 40, I was CEO of a billion dollar company. And so life was life was pretty good. You know, life was uh, on, on the outside looked looked awesome. I was living in Chicago, married with uh, four kids, uh, had all the trappings of success. But but deep down, as outside of the you know the love and the happiness I had with my family, I was pretty unhappy. And you know, really, I was struggling with depression. And my my whole career kind of came to a to a sudden and abrupt stop, which is a whole different story. And I found myself heading back to the UK, realizing that I needed to hit reset. And in doing so, I got I got myself outdoors, just going trail running and just getting connected with nature. And it was transformational for me. It really just helped change my life. And it made me realize that 
that that adventurous spirit that I had as a kid that had been lying dormant all those years was something that I needed to reconnect with. And so because it changed my life so much, I decided that I was going to finally put on my big boy pants and launch the podcast that I've been talking about launching for so long. Uh, which is the 28 Summers podcast. So to answer your question, that the 28 Summers podcast is really all about helping people live more adventurously and helping them to find ways to kind of reignite that spark that we all have as kids for living adventurously and, and being in awe of, of the world around us. Um, and, and, and then how to kind of inject that into a busy lifestyle, being a parent, being a busy you know, executive or having a busy job and, and being a partner. And, and so when you decided to sort of, as you said, put on your big boy pants and, and record a podcast, how did you sort of go about setting on the sort yeah. of concept for it? And how did that come about? Yeah. And I, and I say, I talk about putting the big boy pants on just because I had this really successful executive career behind me. Right. And this hyper and everybody had perceived that as very successful. And then I knew that people would look at, oh, he's, he's launching a podcast now. That's such a, such a strange thing to do. So I had to really dance with the fear to get over that. But but to answer your question, the idea, the inspiration for the podcast actually came way back in 2018. I was listening to a podcast, another podcast, um, Tom Bilyeu's Impact Theory. And it was an interview with Jesse Itzler, who's a, a, an author, an entrepreneur, a very successful entrepreneur. And he had just turned 50. And he was talking about this idea that he just turned 50 and the average life expectancy for a male in the US was 78. And he said to Tom, I don't have 28 years left. I have 28 summers left, potentially. And I and I started getting obsessed with the idea of how do I spend those summers? And when he said that, I could not get the idea out of my head. It just, it lodged in my brain and just grew and grew and grew. And this seed of an idea grew into this kind of huge tree, which is how do we all spend our summers? Like if we found out, Stu, that the atomic clock was ticking down, right? And if we knew what that atomic clock said, and, and I could tell you, you've got, you know, hopefully you've got way more than this, but you've got 60 days left. Like how would you live your life in the next 60 days? So you would un- undoubtedly do things a bit differently. You would deprioritize things that uh, in the grand scheme of things are no longer important. And you would get focused on living your life, spending time with loved ones. And so I knew that the podcast had to be about that, had to be about us living as if we knew when that clock was going to hit zero and helping people who probably wanted to do that but genuinely had no idea where to start and, and maybe saw and heard inspirational stories, but but quite often came away from them saying, well, I could never do that. And in regards to you know inspirational stories, do you want to give us a, a bit of an insight into some of the conversations that you've had uh, on the podcast and, and, and the guests and who they've been? Yeah, for sure. So for the first season was really just a few episodes of me sharing my story as a bit of a context. The second season has been all about me getting guests in. And it's a really nice cross section of people. So I had, you know, Max Woozy come on. He's an 11 year old boy. Uh, Max, uh, Max's neighbor was unfortunately diagnosed with a terminal illness. And uh, before he went into palliative care, gave Max a tent uh, of his from his belongings and said, look, you can have this tent, but you have to promise me you'll go on an adventure in it. And Max decided, told his mum he was going to sleep outside in his garden every night for a whole year. And his mum and dad thought he was crazy. Uh, and then he said he wanted to raise money. And his mum said, nobody's ever going to sponsor you just to sleep in the garden. And over the course of the last year, he's just broken through a year and he's now raised half a million pounds That's incredible. for for the North Devon Hospice and a number of other charities around the UK. And I, I love that story because that's an 11 year old boy teaching us 
that there are, there are only barriers that you put in your own way. They're the only barriers. Like no, no 11-year-old kid normally thinks that they can sleep in the garden all the way through Christmas, all the way through colds and illnesses and horrible weather and winds and storms. But that guy did. And you've got to believe he's going to go on to doing amazing things in the rest of his life. I also interviewed uh, Mark Beaumont, who's the current world record holder for uh, cycling around the world. I mean, he's just a, a kind of a breathtaking individual and athlete. So much, so much I learned from that conversation. And, you know, he, he went around the world on a bike in 76 days, which is just remarkable. So there's a real contrast there. You know, you've got an 11 year old boy with no media training who's just done something incredible. And then you've got this endurance athlete, high profile, lots of followers, very polished media presenter, but with a really rich story to tell and loads of learnings. And, and then everybody you can imagine in between. It's, it's so much fun doing the podcast. It's, it's genuinely a privilege. Wonderful. And, and how have you found lockdown has sort of impacted on, uh, on the recording of your podcast? Well, so in a couple of ways, first and foremost, my original vision for the podcast was to go into season two and meet people in person. So if I was meeting you, we would meet up, we would go for a hike or we'd go trail running or we'd get in the kayaks and, and paddle a bit. Uh, and then we'd light a campfire, sit around the campfire and record a podcast. And that very much in the spirit of being outdoors. And of course, lockdown meant that that couldn't happen. So that's one one side. But the, but the flip side of that is, I think people are a lot more available. So yeah. this, this startup podcast that didn't have any followers at, at the start and didn't have any, uh, you know, back catalog to lean on. I was able to get incredible, incredible guests that probably at another time I might not have done. So you know, they say life's all about timing. I think mine ended up being quite good. And then also, I think lockdown has probably created this this longing in people. You know, we're all feeling a bit stuck and a bit indoorized and I, uh, because we've been locked down. And so a podcast that pops up that's suddenly talking about dreaming of adventure and then also as lockdowns lifted, how to build micro adventures into your life, I think is just really resonating with people. Wonderful. And in regards to adventures, um, I'm going to ask you if you've got any planned. Yeah, so I've got loads. I spent lockdown uh, training for some big adventures, which I've got coming up, which I can share in a moment. And I also spent it doing more micro adventures. Um, so I'm a, I'm a dad of four um, and we are stuck inside all the time. So when Boris let us start going out for daily exercise, we started to try and mix up our daily exercise. And that's one of the things I talk a lot about on the podcast and on my website as well, is that, you know, I think we're all a bit bored of just going for a walk. So we started to mix those things up. We started to build treasure hunts into our walks and photography competitions into our walks with the kids and, you know, race to the flag type competitions where my wife and I would take the kids separately and we'd meet up somewhere and see who got there first. I ran every street in my local town. Um, and so instead of just running a 10K, I ran every single street, took a picture of the street sign, posted it on social. So I, I, I spent having a lot of fun with micro adventures that were allowed and permitted within COVID regulations. But also most of my training has been gearing up for, for what I'm calling Project Adventure. Uh, Project Adventure is four challenges. I'm raising money for two incredible organizations that I think their work is needed now more than ever. One is um, called Scotty's Little Soldiers, which is charity for bereaved forces children. Uh, so any, any child who's lost a parent that was actively serving in the armed forces, whether that was through you know, operational deployment and being killed in action, or whether it's more recently, unfortunately, through suicide related to PTSD. Uh, Scotty's just does remarkable work 
And I'm privileged and honoured to be a trustee of that charity. And then also for Mind, which is one that people will know more, more about, it's a much bigger charity. But I think because of what we just talked about with lockdown, I think the need to talk more about mental health and make sure that it is not a taboo subject that gets hidden away is so critical. So they're the two charities I'm raising money for, trying to raise £10,000 uh, or more if people are feeling more generous. And um, the four challenges very quickly, uh, later on this month, I'm doing Tenny Fan. So I'm attempting to summit Penny Fan 10 times in 24 hours, unsupported on my own. Uh, then in uh, June, the end of June, uh, COVID travel restrictions permitting, I'm heading over to the Exuma Islands and kayaking from the full length, which is about 300 kilometers sea kayaking the full length of the Exuma Atoll. And I'm particularly interested in uh, the effects of, you know, plastic and pollution in the oceans. And that's something that I'll be looking at and talking more about, hoping to record some podcasts from there as well. And then two big challenges along the Thames River in, in July and August. One is attempting to break the world record for the fastest kayak uh, down the River Thames from Letchley to Teddington Lock, which means we're going to need to do it in a little under 72 hours. And then the next month, I'm pack rafting the full length of the River Thames on my own, uh, which means running from the source where the Thames comes out of the ground as a little puddle uh, and then alternating running along the canal path or the river path and uh, pack rafting, which is paddling in an inflatable kayak all the way down to the Thames barrier, which is 300 kilometres. Wonderful. And if people want to keep up to speed with the yeah. podcast and, and find out how they can sponsor your adventures and, and keep up to speed with all of the adventures that you've just mentioned there, where's the best place to do that, Jay? Yeah, so um, 28summers.com, the website is a great place to go because you can find the podcast, my blog. I've got an upcoming feature where I've, I'm getting two everyday guests to come in that are uh, just everyday people that have picked big challenges and they're going to be regular uh, regulars on the podcast. So it's it's all in there really, and the podcast is available on all the usual platforms. Yeah, would would love for people to follow me on Instagram if they can as well. I'm at One Day Adventurer. Wonderful, Jay. Thank you so much. Thanks, Stu. Thank you, Jay, and thank you, Stu. And if you love the sound of Stu's voice, you are in luck because Stu is back again for this next conversation with Zach from Podspotter. Okay, Zach, tell me all about your podcast. Uh, the Pod Spotter. So uh, each week on the show, we do what you do. I have your job. I highlight other podcasts. I have no show. I am not interesting. I'm very boring. I don't have principles. <laughs> I, uh, I I am very susceptible to, um, you know, snappy production. Uh, so I just love a podcast. And there are 19 million. Uh, last time I checked, by the time we finish this interview, it's probably going to be up to, you know, uh, 2 million. There are just so many podcasts out there, 20 million podcasts probably. And uh, each week, I just like to, you know, do a deep dive into one. I listen to as many as I possibly can get through in your library. Um, and uh, I'd like to focus on what you've learned from the course of your sometimes up to 15, 20 years sitting in your parents' basement and uh, just listening to guests and uh, get their story. Uh, I like to try to apply it to whatever is happening 
you know, right now in the world. I like to sort of make it relatable and topical and poignant. Often I fail, but, uh, you know, sometimes people learn a little something from all of the experts I get to chat to on a weekly basis. And in regards to, you, you say that, you know, you take on what's going on in the world. And, and obviously we're hopefully on the, the, the exit part of a, of a pandemic. How has lockdown and, and the pandemic affected podcasting for you? I think it's helped create content for me. I mean, as you know, you know, everybody with a microphone is like, nah, maybe I'll start a podcast. I think that if COVID didn't exist, I wouldn't exist. I wouldn't have started this. I wouldn't have you know, felt the need. My producers wouldn't have felt the need to sort of help folks navigate the podcast world and, and, and sift through it. Uh, it's made scheduling easier. I've gotten to talk to, I've had access to amazing guests because people are just like, well, I'm sitting around. I don't have anything else to do. Uh, and so one silver lining is that I've got, I, I got to start this and I, I have weekly access to experts that I get to talk to and, and, and learn from. And, and you mentioned that, you know, I mean, I think a lot of podcasters would definitely agree with you. and I, I would as well, insofar as what this situation has, has given us to is, access to people that normally have much busier lives and now and 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 now everything seems to have moved to be recorded virtually you know as we are today I think that it's a lot easier than trying to get somebody in a studio to sit down and align calendars whereas it's like hey can you jump on Skype Zoom or 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 whatever software you're using and you're free and it definitely feels like a lot more people are so in regards to that who are the sort of people that you've had access to? Who have you been speaking to recently? Man, I, I, I talked to uh, folks at the Smithsonian. Uh, this week, I'm featuring a uh, former Sports Illustrated writer about the, the, the Houston Astros. And just, I, I just want to, one more on, on that point, I just want to talk about how, like, it's also taken the snobbery out of uh, podcasting. As, as, as you know, we see sort of like, you know, BBC correspondents and CNN correspondents are recording from home and their kids are running around in the background. My daughter is often crying in the back of my episodes. Like it, it has taken sort of the pomp and circumstance out of podcasting and everyone just sort of has license to get on and, and you know, record whatever conversation they, they want to talk about. And I think that's really that's a positive thing for radio. I think it's good to sort of mess up the hair. Hundred yeah. percent, and, and and that difference. I mean, it's very much the, the you know the reason that Pod Bible was set up, and it wasn't for pomp; it was for punk, and it, and it's that <laughs> whole punk ethos of podcasting. It's like, and and obviously in lockdown, as you touched upon earlier, want to start a podcast? Do it. Do yes, it. there's twenty million out there, but another one's not going to hurt. Like if you've got something to say, just do it. Record it on yeah. your phone, and that's the exciting thing that I like about this. That I think you don't get in radio and TV. It's just yeah. that there's no rules, and that's what yeah. makes it exciting. And yeah, but anyway, so you know what? Wait, but you know what's funny about that? Like, I will spend. You know, I, I'm listening to you know 40, 50 hours of radio, and then I'm spending another you know ten hours writing the thing, uh, coming up with all the questions, all the stuff. You know, I, I'm learning all about. Uh, let's say, you know, uh, the CIA's involvement and, you know, MK ultra for one week and I'll do all this research. And then like the podcast will come out and I'll hear, I'll, I'll get all these like texts and everything about, I heard your daughter in the background at like minute 36. And I'm like, well, I just, <laughs> I'm killing myself. I'm like the moments people remember though are often, you know, it's like in theater or anything else. Like those little moments of spontaneity are sometimes the most like interesting and for whatever reason, the stickiest for people. And so that's kind of changed my approach a little bit to the, to the medium in general. Definitely. If you look at TV as, as a prime example, you go on YouTube, more people are interested in watching the bloopers than the show. It's For like sure. those For quirky sure. little outtakes are far more interesting. And it just hammers home the kind of 
the human side of podcasting and it's so it's real and yeah. and, I, and, I, and I like that you know on, yeah. on my podcast I'm I, I'm very dubious to remove and, and edit too much from it I, I kind of like that and if there's bangs and crashes in the background where somebody's drove past or a police sign I'm happy for that to be there keep you know, it I, and you know we talked to uh Dallas Taylor of 20,000 hertz and he's got a great he's got one of the best podcasts we, we've been able to, lucky enough to feature and he talks about sound and it's all about sound he, he his whole uh philosophy is that like sommeliers to wine uh you know curators to art there should be you know we should take pride in sound we should question where sounds come from what's going on in the background at all times uh is part of the design world and there's a reason and purpose for it you know and so to your point it is those are inter- like i can hear a siren in the back of yours and and that will tell me you know where you are geographically and it sort of like keeps you um in tune to the world around you as opposed to just like thinking of noise as noise pollution um but Dallas's podcast, yeah, twenty thousand hertz. That's that's tops. That's tops. Just for listeners to clarify, uh, that siren isn't outside my house. I'm not currently on the run from the law or anything. <laughs> okay, and so in regards to sort of moving forwards, uh, Zach, what can we expect uh, from the podcast moving forwards? I have no idea. I'm I, I'm so f- hyper focused on the one I'm working on right now. It's called The Edge. It's a it's about 2017's Houston Astros uh, World Series cheating scandal, and I typically can only I go into very like hyper focused sort of realm. This is all I can really think about. I have no idea what podcasts I've featured in the past. I can't tell you about those, and I can't tell you what's coming down the pike because I'm just like you know what it's like. There's just so much information you're trying to just jam into your brain for one moment of time. So I I truly will look at next like i I have no ability to compartmentalize what you're doing is actually harder you're doing like three or four sometimes at a time i I can't imagine doing that i have no ability to compartmentalize i can only really uh focus on who we're talking to this week and and so it's uh this week is all about the houston astros but it's it's not really like all my podcasts that we featured you know it's about one niche sort of specific thing and then you can apply it to the greater picture you can apply all of these to the world around us you know his whole thing is the culture that was created Created around the Houston Astros and how that led to the cheating and 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 you can apply that to any sort of corporate any 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 business and why certain businesses fail when they uh, stop valuing humans and start valuing just data and numbers. But that yeah, that'd be the tease for this week's episode for sure. Wonderful, Zach. Thank you so much. Wait, is it the end of our? Is the last couple seconds of our chat? It is. Well, on my show, I have this thing. No one listens to the last couple seconds of any podcast. By then, they've stopped multitasking and they've stopped doing, you know, <laughs> whatever they were doing to, you know, uh, the, the dishes are done. The kids are away. And so I reserve this spot of my podcast for sharing secrets, telling off a former lover, or former boss. And so in that vein, in, in the few seconds we have, no one is Loving listening. This. Stu, do you have anything you'd like to share? Uh, because no one is here. No one's listening. Oh, anything, do, you know, don't I? You don't have to. You know, it well, could be a poem. I, I featured so. an ACAST pod. Uh, Sarah and Sarita Muhammad were on the show. And I think, you know, they just, uh, they shared, um, you know, I believe it was poetry or or I shared some poetry. So we, you know, whatever you'd like. I am going to recommend that people go and listen to the track Up the Junction by the band Squeeze. Because that song is one of the greatest pop records ever made, but it doesn't have a chorus. <laughs> That's fantastic. Be so good and not have a chorus. It's the bolero of pop songs. Middle (laughs) eight chorus. It's got all the hooks, but no chorus. And it's got the best intro ever. It's uh, 
It's yeah. So there you go. Not that anyone's listening, but hey, I mean, when this podcast <laughs> does go out, it will be alongside another two interviews with other podcasters. So if we go first, this is going to make some bonkers sense. To- <laughs> <laughs> oh, worry about that later. That's fair, yeah. Throw this on the end. You can chop it up. Oh, Zach, I'm definitely awesome. going to apply that to every podcast I ever do now. I love that. Please take it. I always steal from good podcast host ideas. That's all my show is. It's constant stealing. Whatever you do, I'm going to take those elements and we're going to apply it to my show. If you do a game, we'll do a game. I'm like a pod sponge. So please have it, take it, go share it, and uh, tell your dirty secrets on the internet because uh, those are often sometimes, like we said, the, the special moments the sticky moments absolutely i can't exactly. wait to listen to squeeze pleasure man Go listen yeah to let's squeeze. do it again all right bye Stu. thanks thanks again Take it easy bye-bye yeah. Thank you, Zach, for that conversation with Stu. Thanks, Stu, for getting involved. And uh, thank you to everybody who's listened in this week. Although, let's go back. Let's rewind a second. Podspotter, another show that talks about podcasts and recommends them. We're totally on board with that. We're delighted that more people are getting involved in recommending other podcasts. Um, I think there's the Podcaster pod that came out recently. They've done a quite different spin on talking to podcasters about their shows. So that's another one that's worth checking out. But listen to Podspotter before you do that, as long as you stay loyal to the Pod Bible podcast. Okay. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, Kerry. Thank you, Stu. Thank you, Buddy Peace, who put this together, edited it, made it all sound lovely. Thank you to Acast for allowing us to be part of the Acast Creator Network. We're big fans. And uh, thank you once again to you for listening. We'll be back next week for a regularly scheduled episode. And we can't wait. So we'll see you then. Bye. Bye.